Are you happy? Magic Seeds takes a good look at everyday challenges and gives solid advice on how to navigate through them, be it relationships, career, parenting, or just not feeling happy inside. I'm Dr. Adam Grise. And I'm Laura Grise. Please join us weekly to discuss everyday situations that seem to be getting in the way of feeling happy and peaceful. We'll provide magic seeds and a reliable roadmap for you to follow to stay on a healthy path for your life. Welcome back to Magic Seeds. I actually just heard our first, not our first episode, but like you played something back for me and I've never listened. No, you haven't. And now I hear every time I'm just like, welcome back to Magic Seeds. Laura Carr, where you going? And then I say, today we're talking about, (laughs) it's like Ferris Bueller, in what way? Are we going to be interesting today? Anyone? 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 People are drooling. So I'm like, I want to say it differently. I mean drooling not in a good way, right? Just to be clear. Like in a 90s. I meant like they're sleeping. A Ferris Bueller. The right. kid is sleeping and he's drooling. Not drooling like I can't wait to hear what they're going to say. Not salivating. Just so- <laughs> right. Good morning. Good morning. So wait, am I allowed? Like obviously I'm allowed to do whatever I want, but like welcome back to Magic Seeds. I'm like, ah, oh, can I just change it up from that? Do you want to change it up? I don't know. Go for it. <laughs> what are you going to say? I would love to change my today. Today. We're going to talk about. <laughs> Meanwhile, here it comes. I don't know how to change it up. Here it comes. What do you got for us today, Carl? <laughs> today. Okay. We are talking about how to handle <laughs> interactions with different people. And well, well what do you mean? That's so well, big. Hang on. Hang on. How to handle interactions with different perspectives. So that could be interactions with people. It could be what life throws at you. Your engagement with life that comes in the form of interpersonal, it comes in even the engagement with your head, right? right? Because that's even the inner dialogue is an interaction, but go on. Well, so just that people have different views, right? We don't have the same views. Living in North Carolina, I'm pretty sure we're surrounded by many different views. I grew up like in Um, Long Island and was just a lot of the same views. And then we went to like California. Well, we met in California, Southern Uh California. There was a little bit of different there. There was a little more. It wasn't that much different. It was military. So there was more conservative and a very liberal state conservative. But then we went to like this total 50-50 state and it's fascinating. Like it is. Definitely different views. It's really, really crucial to learn how to handle interactions with different perspectives effectively. Yes, I think we could say the more diverse population you're amongst, you have to have more skill set. But the thing is, you have to learn how to do it with grace, right? Humanistic, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. want to connect to the heart. You don't want to come from a place that's just you're coming up against it and you're in disagreement. Listen, I'm struggling. I'm off caffeine again. So I am really <laughs> struggling with words again. So you're going to have to do that. The Mad Libs fill in the blanks. Nice. But you don't want to come against. So there are so many situations where somebody is talking and I just feel myself seething and I want to come back like a lion. Right. right. But I know I can't do that. Right. So I have to figure out a way to either come back with grace and kind of change the whole perspective or the tone of the conversation. In my case, I usually go quiet, you know, little crickets <laughs> chirping. We have the cricket sound. Me too. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, it's okay. So, but you, like, I think this is your magic. This is your superpower. If we were all to have a superpower, this is your superpower. I don't know. You've always been able to, well, I told you, I always have this visual when you speak to people 
I think it's Kung Pao Panda. What's the Kung movie? Fu. Kung Fu. <laughs> Kung Pao Panda. Kung Pao Chicken. Kung Pao Panda. Kung Fu. No, Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> Give this girl some coffee. Give me some stat. coffee now. So, and he takes the ball of energy and he learns how to catch oh, it and that. then the throw one. it. Yeah. And it's with grace, right? It's not destroying him anymore. Before it was just knocking him over and it was a very mm-hmm. powerful ball of energy. But then towards the end, he learns how to take the force and then turn it redirect right back, it. right, redirect it. So I think about that with you. And you, I mean, since the day I've met you, you have always been able to take conversations. You don't get anybody angry. You don't get angry yourself. You just handle it just as cool as a cucumber. And you change the whole dynamic of the conversation. And it's very seamless. So I've always wanted to learn that from you. I try to take that from you, but I usually go quiet. It's the power, and this is what today is, it's the power of the counteroffer. Right, okay. Right? It's like you're not at the mercy of what's being offered to you, whether someone's offering a perspective, they're offering, and they have a want, what's an ask, they have a request, no matter what. Well, it's not necessarily a request. I mean, they could be telling you what to do. It could be anything, That's... but when life even, just like, I want right. not to be traffic, and now there's traffic. What's your counteroffer, right? Instead of just being like, it ends, people often think it ends with what lands on them. And then if what lands on them is different than what they want, different what they like, different than what their vision was, it's met with just frustration and they resistance. snap, right? Like you said, it's like, how do you just not be in resistance? Because once you're in resistance, you're in a fight with something, you're actually clinging to the thing you didn't like to begin with. And what we're talking today about is how do you allow life to come at you, right? And in a sense, have this protective bubble around you. So instead of it getting stuck on you right away, it's kind of right in front of you, this translucent bubble where this suggestion or this offer from life comes at you. And for you to be able to look at it and be like, huh, I don't want to digest this. This doesn't feel good to me. But you know what I will take from this or you know what I will allow and then you take a piece that you want from it and you throw it back out to life and you're like this now feels digestible and the rest like a big windshield wiper just mm-hmm. wipes off what it was and in that sense it moves you past the ego of saying I want it to be this way I don't want it to be that way that just creates resistance it creates frustration uh, and getting stuck actually yeah mm-hmm. it's not fun And it stops the flow. It stops the flow. And so instead of thinking everything should be on my terms, the way I want it, and the world should bend to my will, it's learning how to be an alchemist, learning how to say, wait a second, this is just the first offer here. This is going to be an ongoing conversation, if you Mm -hmm. will. And it will be maybe sometimes a series of compromises, but what you're compromising is really just a shell. And Mm -hmm. you'd be surprised at how much of your true expression can fit into other shapes, other shells, if you just play around with it a little bit. It's a skill. There's no question about it. You have to practice it. So what if you gave an example? I think the funniest thing that comes to my (laughs) mind right now is because it just happened this morning with Ananda, our middle child, just turned nine a few days ago. And she is... By the way, that's relevant because she was like this at two. Her first word was no. Her first word was no. She's just like... (laughs) That says a lot. (laughs) She is the queen of the counteroffer. Yes, she is. She's like not going to accept terms how they're thrown at her. Well, we call her the judge, right? (laughs) Like a lawyer, judge. (laughs) And so this is the art of it because sometimes some people are just instantaneously saying no to things. 
and they're not even, maybe they're missing some of the nutrients Mm -hmm. of what's being offered. For instance, this morning, we're trying to clean up, right? Like we just feel like it's gotten a little bit lax and with dietary and you have the holidays, you have uh birthdays. Life is on the run constantly and it gets a little bit ahead of us and you're playing catch up. And when you're playing catch up, we're eating unhealthy. We, right. We're developing unhealthy habits. And so we're trying to just get the sugar addiction out, right? Yes. And just kind of reset. And you're yes. explaining this to Ananda this morning. And like, sugar's an addiction. It's just physical. And it's beyond you telling us, no, I don't need it. Right. Like, Once you have a little, your body craves more, and your mind craves more. So she takes this in and she's like, no, this doesn't work no, for this me. This doesn't work for me. I don't want to be cornered <laughs> into this. So she's the queen of the counter offer. She goes, you tell me I have a sugar addiction. Well, you just have a healthy addiction. You're just addicted to being healthy. So that's your own addiction. And boom, she volleys it back to you. I I never know what to say. And that's the conversation goes dead. That's just it right there. (laughs) It's when you counter offer, you're letting it. It's not in your hands anymore. You're not digesting the meal of this conversation. You're giving it to the other person and giving them a chance, an opportunity to, to volley, to volley it but back. I can't. But if you can't, now all of a sudden she has won. It's mm-hmm. not on her. And in a sense, I can say, listen, if you just instinctively do that all the time, you're going to miss out on like that was a healthy nugget you were teaching. Right. Her, right? She's just like, no, I'm not going to accept anything from anyone else. She'll lose out and all of us will lose out if it's just instantaneous denial because there's usually good things that are in that. They're being offered by people that we trust and care about or care about us. So in that sense, this is what happens. We're with Ananda and it's like a back and forth. She's like my sparring partner. Well, you, you two, I mean, you could go for out and you do go for hours because (laughs) you don't ever give in. So it's just sitting there and I want to put a bowl of water between the two of you and just let you have at it. What's the bowl of water? Because you're going to be talking for hours and volleying back and forth (laughs) because the two of you are the same way. So, well, you could look at it this way. Well, you could look at it this way. Well, it's this way. Well, it could be this way. That's you and I, though, too. (laughs) You don't go crickets on me. That's for sure. I go crickets. I can say, hey, it seems like you just. Well, that's when you put your crap on me. I don't allow (laughs) you to do that. I just don't allow you to do that. But that's your defense. Right. That's the whole point is that sometimes if you're not willing, if you're only going to look at it like it's just someone putting their crap or you're maybe missing. It doesn't mean here's the point. If you say something to me that's uncomfortable for me, I can say I don't want to accept it. I feel there's your crap in that. And that's what you and I often feel. And this happens in relationships all the time. Right. Like you become closed off to someone. People voice it. I think people go quiet. And then you get passive aggressive. And then all of a sudden you shut down to someone else's energy because you just assume what's being tossed in with it is crap you don't want to digest. Like this is your shit. And, but here's the thing. There's usually some truth in it or something to work off of, right? If I tell you, hey, you're being selfish and your immediate counter offer is you're just being needy. you're being selfish. Well, you're being needy, (laughs) Right. right? Like this is your own stuff. Like, hey, take care of yourself. And now it's dead right? You haven't even allowed any bit. You didn't really counter offer. That's just the rejection. And this is the art of the counter offer to say, okay, you're telling me that I'm being selfish. Well, listen, I think maybe you're projecting some of your stuff on me in there. So I don't want to take that, but I'm willing to look at another aspect of this. Mm -hmm. That's good negotiating right there, right? 
So to make these counteroffers, if you want to be in a relationship with life, it isn't just taking what I'm giving you at face value, because you're right. Most of the time I've packed things into it that maybe are self-serving, maybe just you don't agree with, or just maybe you're not ready for. But if you want to engage in this process, it's saying, okay, here's what you brought forth. I'm willing to see what I can get from that. And then I'm going to volley it back and see if now that is acceptable. So if you say, oh, well, Adam, like you told me I'm being selfish. The easiest one is, can you give me an example? Just volleying back a question, even just being curious, saying like, I'm not going to accept what you're saying per se, but I'm willing to get more information. Right. And in that sense, when you come in with that, when you give me a suggestion. So are you saying like a blame thrower? When someone says, you always do this to me, is that what you're... Okay, I mean, fine. So say you're saying, Adam, you're not helping out enough around the house, right? Like there's so many things that need to get done and you're not helping out enough. And when you say that to me, maybe I feel like you're judging me, right? Or I feel like you're, there's some negative energy there. You're upset with me and I don't want to take that in. I don't want to take in your upset. And that's my right. And that's what this is about here. So if I can realize there is an art form to how you receive someone's message and how to filter out their pain, their anguish, their judgment, but then be able to receive some value piece that might be like, huh, I'm willing to look at myself. I'm willing to see if I can make changes, but I also want to see if like where this is coming from. I want to be able to trust it. So I can say, okay, let's talk about what needs to be done. Let's talk about what things need to be done, what you're doing, what I'm doing. Is this even possible? And now I volleyed it back to you, kind of creating a bigger stadium for us to play this game in. Instead of before, when you offered it to me, just you're not doing enough. That's like, I don't want to play in that stadium. But if this stadium allows for why are you upset? What are the things involved? And still allows for me to say, maybe there is room for improvement. That's the stadium I want to play in. And it's my job to offer that bigger stadium back to you and then see how you respond. So now say you respond by saying, it doesn't matter. It's just, come on, do it, do it, do it. Like you just man up, man. Like, come on. Well, then I'm reacting in the blame throwing. Now you're just being that resistant, reactive. Right. I've shut off. Right. And then I can say, hey, listen, if you're not willing to talk to me here, then I don't really want to have a conversation like this. When, or now is not the time. To exactly. Have now is not right. the time. When you're feeling a little more relaxed or when there's no charge, mm-hmm. I'm happy to have a conversation about everything that needs to get done in our lives. And let's look at that. Right. right. So I've allowed for the possibility that maybe there's room for change for me. But I want to make sure that it's not just all focused on me and that we're looking at this a little bit more objectively and holistically, if you will. All right. I like that. Can we give an example in the workplace? Well, I mean, it's loaded big Mm -hmm. time with boss and employees. Not meeting goals, not meeting expectations. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. Right? You're not hitting these numbers. That's a really difficult one because Mm -hmm. it's so easy to fall into the role of like the stadium of I need to hit these numbers or else I'm not going to have a job. Right. But what if those numbers are dependent on other people? right? And other departments too. And so now this person is just getting the heat. How do they react to something like that? This is a great example. I talk all the time about this people. And so just getting to the point where you can receive feedback, right? And say you have a boss that's just kind of demeaning. They have a superiority complex and they just always feel like they need to like make people feel lesser or something like that. How do you take in 
what they're saying and not taking on their judgment Absolutely. and right. saying, huh, what I'm hearing here is there's room for improvement. That's what I'm going to take from this. I'm not taking all your tone. I don't have to digest everything that comes along with this. So having that boundary, having that kind of translucent bubble that's in between you and life, where life can hit you or someone's request or their perspective can hit the bubble without you feeling like you're taking it on so that you have a moment to kind of figure out what you want to take in and then volley that back in a way that doesn't force you to feel less than or feel even pressured. So, oh, it sounds like we want the numbers to be higher. Can we discuss from beginning to end here? And people come back to me like, so I said this to my boss. And there are some times where the upper echelon, they don't want to listen. Where someone comes back like, listen, the reason this is happening is because we don't have a systems in place where these two departments are communicating. So when I put stuff out, it's not coming back to me in a certain time. And there's like, no, we're not going to make any changes. And so when you get to that point, if you've successfully gone through the volley, you haven't gotten triggered because you didn't take on the things that would trigger, you didn't let your insecurities or their projections become part of this. And you just really extracted the value piece and you threw it back and they're like, no, that's not good enough. It could get to a point where you're like, oh, this isn't a real relationship. This isn't a true back and forth. I understand that I'm the employee and you're the boss. I'm okay with that. But if I'm not going to have any agency here and I have to just take things the way you're giving them, and then if I redirect it, it's falling on deaf ears, then maybe that's not a good fit. And that's what you want to see. Sometimes it's scary. And I think this is what happens a lot where people at first, they don't feel empowered to give the counter offer because what if it's rejected? Oh, there are a million different insecurities that right. play into that. Why people go quiet, why people hammer back and throw anger back. Right. What if you have this need to be helping people? This is such a common one, mm -hmm. right? Like people are in pain, people are in need. And my whole life, it's just who I am. I like helping people. And but you then have this voice inside that's like have to help, have to help all the time. Even if, if you're not in season with it, it's, right? It's putting you out. Right. Right. Like maybe you need some rest. Maybe mm -hmm. you need to have some fun, but there's someone hurting and the inner voice inside will say, well, we have to help. Or people will end up, you'll be in relationships, these codependent relationships where people just know they can come to you and get fed. Then all of a sudden, if you come back and say, sorry, like, thank you for your offer. Can you help me? I looked at that. That didn't feel like a meal I really wanted to digest. I asked little Adam and he was like, oh man, listen, dad, I like helping people, but I'm exhausted. Oh, in that sense, if I'm secure with myself, I can say, hey, listen, I would love to help you. My heart goes out to you. I've got nothing to offer right now. I'm going to do some self-care, but when I resurface, I'll reach out to you when I'm ready, right? That's really scary for a lot of people because what then if that person comes back with, wow. I don't want you. Like you're so selfish. I don't want you. You have no value then. If that's what you think your only value is, boy, you think you got to keep producing. So it really brings us face to face. When we're talking about can you counter offer, it brings us face to face with a lot of our deepest insecurities. Can we go into an example with politics or do we not want to touch that? Just think, because people are going to, by the time this comes out, the hype is going to start getting... It's an election year. Yeah, it's an election year. So it's a nice tool because it can really spark up some... Totally. For me, my place in life where I like being is humans are humans. Like I'm just here to 
this sounds corny, but I feel to strip down all the components of myself, I'm here to love people. Honestly, that's it. It's kind of nebulous, but that's really it. And so when dualities get thrown into the mix of politics, this (laughs) side versus that side, or just better or worse, right? Just any duality. I don't like getting caught up in that because it brings us into a place where you're kind of choosing sides and you lose sight of that unconditional love that is at the basis of everything. But you got caught up in choosing a side back in the day with politics. You had to. You had to take a stand because you were protecting your family. I'm okay with voting, like putting my effort out there in a way that feels right to me. But in terms of when I'm helping people, people are coming to me. They're not coming to me to be on a side. They're not coming to me. Like, they're coming to me to be tended to. And so you bring up a good point. Like in politics this year, it's going to be more on people's mind. People are going to want right. to be talking it's gonna about it. It's going to rev up soon. And for me, that's the art of the counteroffer. They come in trying to maybe engage. And how do you diffuse it where you're not even taking the bait? Again, I don't have to take the bait. We don't have to. We're not at the mercy of what's being offered to us. Think of life as a buffet. And at a buffet, if they put out, what's something you can't stand the food? I don't know, because right now I'm thinking a buffet sounds absolutely (laughs) It's been so long since I've been to a buffet. Remember the ones in Vegas? My goodness. So there really was nothing that I would turn down. But let me think, is there a food I don't like? If they put out dog food on this buffet, (laughs) right? It's one of those places. We're dog friendly. friendly, So we're just going to put it on with everyone. You have the option to be like, no, thanks. And again, when we were talking before about just like people that just straight up reject for the sake of rejection, like I don't want anyone else's input because I don't want anyone else's energy. This is all about me. So they lose out. And I guess in that same sense, if someone put out dog food on the buffet, I can be like, no, thanks. If the buffet people counteroffer and say, hey, I know this seems weird, just try it. If you don't like it, you don't have to have it anymore, but maybe just try it. I might be like, huh. And if I trust the person who's doing it, maybe I do it if no one's looking, right? (laughs) But I have the option of seeing like, thanks for that offer, but I'm going to go over here and have a salad. I'm going to have whatever. It doesn't matter. That's kind of where this goes. Like people can say, hey, did you hear what Biden, what Trump, what this, what that, what the left, what the right? And it's like, yeah, that sounds angry. There's so much anger in the world today, right? Boom, diffuse it, make it big instantly. Uh Like get out of the micro fixations and just Mm -hmm. be like, yeah, there's so much anger in this world today. And God, it's everywhere you turn. And I always just go to like all sides. So no matter what, nothing can stick. You're not letting anything stick. If they're adamant about it, then you can say, hey, I'm not going to go there. And if you need it to go there, then this isn't a fit. And again, it comes back to, are you secure enough? And you say that in conversation? There have been people in the past that where they want to take things, I'm willing to go anywhere someone wants to take it. Yes, you do. And I love it. I honestly love it. Like There's no topic that to me is taboo. But if they need me to be on board with something There are relationships that have terminated, not even on a, it just happens kind of naturally because I'm not going there. And some people are looking for kind of minions to like join their side. And it's just, I'm a free agent. Um, And in that sense, it gets sticky when you have dependencies. Say I'm in the beginning of my career. Someone's in the beginning of their career. And they're like, I need this. Say I only have two patients, right? Think about we moved to North Carolina, starting Mm -hmm. from scratch. And I'm like, I have three patients this week. I'm going to be tempted 
to allow things that maybe normally I wouldn't mm. because I'm fixated on I need to make enough money to support my family. Mm. That's where it gets tricky. And so learning how to navigate what you need for your kingdom, for your outside life, and how to not have to compromise, mm. that's huge. How many people at jobs where they're miserable because so of- So many people. And this isn't like politics, politics, but like office politics or the mission statement of what the company they're working for, like they're not at, and they can't say, hey, thank you for the offer of that mission statement. How about this? I'm like, no, no, like if you don't like it, get out. But then it's like, ah, am I able to get out? There's a lot of fear and we accept meals, if you will, offers, because we're so scared of if we counter offer that this relationship is going to end. The rejection, right. And if it's me, I would rather clear the landscape for something to grow that feels aligned with where I'm at rather than keep something alive that every time I look at it makes me feel a little nauseous because I don't want to digest this. And you have to tap into your intuition there. And a lot of people, that area is blocked, but you do have to take a moment and really understand whether or not something really is working out for you or not. And a lot of people don't take the time to do that. They'll go years and years where it's not working for them, but then one moment they might stop in their tracks and say, this just isn't working out for me anymore. I need to look elsewhere or that can be anything, relationship. What if you're in a marriage, right? And it's a great marriage, good marriage, right? Like so much going for it. But your partner has an issue with, I don't know. What, something fundamentally, like a fundamental problem or no? Yeah, let's just say they're racist. Okay. I love my partner, right? Let's just say someone's just like, I can't stand, I don't even want to say it. I keep putting stuff out there like that. Well, you know what? I mean, I often think, wow, because politics weren't so grandiose back in the day. I mean, it was what it was, right? But I often think, wow, what if I had married you and you were of a different... Let's not even do that because I think most people it wouldn't even get to that level, right? We wouldn't probably have gotten married if there were these fundamental differences. Well, that's not true. I think people, people do have, it. People have fundamental And it causes a lot of problems. People have fundamental differences. Absolutely. And they're in marriages. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or they're in relationships in the workplace or they're stuck at a job or it happens actually Let's do something all the time. more benign. Let's do something even more random because then it brings it, maybe it's a little bit more real. Like say I loved watching sports or playing video games. Say I love love playing video games. It's a fundamental problem and I have to leave you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, say you didn't leave me because great father and he's great husband all around, but But man, you're a video junkie. I'm a video junkie and I stay up late and because I stay up late doing it, I'm a gamer. Yeah. And it affects kind of our house a little bit. And at this point, you're just so against it that I can't even talk about it. And then little by little, I can't even address, like I can't counter offer because you're so sensitive to it. You hate it so much that I have to bite my lip. I can't even share it with you. And that happens a lot. And then that's how relationships start to crumble. Really good relationships It's like if there are these taboo areas, if you're not allowed to counteroffer, if you're not allowed to keep things moving forward and let things slowly evolve and maybe change, things start crumbling. All right. So let's give some tools to people or let's talk about the season that this is in, that this particular category is in, and then let's give some tools for people and then the magic season. Well, in terms of the seasons, the initial offer, and again, it could be you're taking a trip and you need to get there in 30 minutes and boom, accident and traffic. 
right? It doesn't have to be personal. Right. Just life gave you, like you gave an offer. I want to get to this place in 30 minutes. I have a dentist appointment. Here I go. And life's like, here's my counter offer. It's going to take you an hour and a half to get there. This literally happens to me every morning in my life, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Life offers a counterbalance, a counter Um, offer. And so that offer, that manifestation, that outcome of this traffic jam is like a piece of fruit. It's the harvest. And that piece of fruit to you is rotten. You do not like it. So A, you don't want to eat it as a blockage to your vision. Because if you eat that, you're going to get indigestion. You don't want to eat a rotten apple. So you have to first get out the frustration, right? Right? You're going to be, there is, you have this momentum that was in place that wanted to get somewhere in a half hour. I want to get to the dentist. And now I have to let out that momentum. That's not going to be fun, but you just grunt it out, right? That's the release work. Then things calm down. You're still in the traffic. The next second, your mind is going to reframe it around, ugh, I'm not. like. And it's like, if you can get that out and you have a moment of stillness, can you reframe it and do a counteroffer? Well, what if I make this right now about meditating? I know. And then your mind's like, no, but we have a dentist. I know, but listen, that's done. Is there another route? No, there's not another route. There's zero way to get there. I'm going to be late. I'll have to deal with it when I get there. So what's my counteroffer? And all of a sudden, if you can pivot, now you're connected to your life again in a way that you're moving forward. But as long as you're fixated on the first offer, which is you can't get to the dentist on time. You're stuck, literally. You're going to be pissed off. Right. And then that's going to start seeping into your life. So it's really about learning that empowerment is not about making life bend to your will. It's really about adapting to the moment and realizing you have agency to play with this moment. And whether that's someone else saying, I think you're doing something wrong. Well, I don't like the idea of me doing something wrong. So let me reframe that for you, right? Oh, you're upset about something. Immediately, it's about you, not me. Oh, you're upset. What are you upset about? Now I've lobbed it back to you. I don't have to digest that I've done something wrong, but I'm still willing to hear what you have to say. So maybe I can make, oh, you didn't like how I said that. Oh, okay. And then I'm really sorry. Didn't mean to. Diffuses the whole situation. Just diffuse the situation. Right. We're walking around right now. Look around. Everyone's like a bomb ready to go off. Yes. And in an election year, you know it's going to get even worse. We're so divided right now. So how can we take ownership of this process where we could start diffusing situations Mm. without feeling like we're just putting our tail between our legs and accepting what's happening? Like that's Mm -hmm. the disempowered diffusement. I'll just accept what you want because I don't want conflict. I don't want controversy. And then you just have this feeling inside like, ugh. A lot of people choose not to even, they have a conversation about not talking about it. They say, let's not talk about it, and then we won't have any problems. Which is fine if you're going to- it stops the flow. It's fine if you do not want to progress with that relationship. Right. Right. If you want to let something die, let it die. If you determine something is no longer aligned with your values, with your energy, with what you're trying to grow in life, to me, I have no guilt around being like, oh, this doesn't work. So sorry. And if you think I'm abandoning you, like I'm not, I don't feel like our dance is productive. Feng shuiing your life. That's it. I'm going to, I'm going to use my energy elsewhere to grow something that feels, I could be a little bit more passionate about. feels closer to my purpose. There's nothing wrong with that. What about the magic seed? I think you just said it, but repeat it. 
I mean, there's a few, but I think the biggest is that you're not at the mercy of dealing with life or things or people. You're not at the mercy of dealing with things the way that they're offered up to you. That's mm-hmm. just the first. Yeah, that's a big thing because that's a caged lion right there. Once you feel like you are at the mercy, then that's where the anger and the frustration and the stuck and the lost yeah. comes into play. And that's a very empowering thought. You're not at the mercy. That's the first majesty, just to realize, wait a second. Oh, this whole time I thought everything, even that you think, right? Your thoughts, you're not at the mercy of your thought. That's just a suggestion. You're not your thoughts. Thoughts are just these things that pop up that your mind gravitates to or clings to or gets stuck on. But that thought is a suggestion. It's up to you to determine. Don Miguel Ruiz talks about this in The Voice of Knowledge. I just ordered like three books. I didn't even realize he made, I had three of his books, mm-hmm. The Four Agreements, Voice of Knowledge, and I think Mastery of Love, mm-hmm. amazing books. And one of my patients was just talking to me like this other book. I'm like, wait, what? He's got other books. So I'm so excited. I'll probably want to talk about them on the podcast. But he talks about in The Voice of Knowledge of being the gatekeeper to your own thoughts. Don't just sign off on them just because they're in there. Say, huh, does this thought still, did it ever? But if it did, does it still align with me? Does it still resonate with my beliefs? Does it still put me in a position that I want to be in? Does it make me feel good? And if it doesn't, you have the right to say, thanks, but no thanks, mind. Appreciate the offer. How about this, though, as a counteroffer, right? When people say, oh, my mind never shuts up. It never shuts up. I'm just, I talk bad about myself in my head. I'm judging myself. And I say, hey, we don't have to be in a fight with our mind. Because again, if everything just hits that bubble and you can look at it without feeling Mm. threatened, right? It doesn't stick to me yet. Your mind will always show you what's being asked for. If my mind's like, we look terrible today. We look terrible. And why would I want to ingest that, right? But I don't want to be in a fight. Why am I? Just think positive. Just wait a second. Since I see it on a bubble, not ingesting it, but now I can look at it and be like, oh. I really do look terrible. Oh, I look like crap. Wow, maybe I should shower before. But even in that, think about that. It's like, I'm not going to judge myself. I'll look at it objectively. Or you could even say, wait, if my mind is so concerned there, maybe it's because I've placed importance on an aspect that, wow, I'm not letting myself know that I love myself unconditionally. Right. It's like putting the slow motion on your life and on your thoughts, right? Before, when it hits that bubble and you're looking at it, you put the slow motion and you have time to process it. And take and out of it what it you want. You're exactly. like, mind, thank you for saying I look like crap. I'm not going to take it in that way, but I will take it in saying, huh, I do care about what I look like. And I'm going to let myself know that, hey, even if we look bad, I'm still going to love myself. I'm still going to love you, little Adam, because that's unconditional. But if you would like to work on the superficial layer, sure, we could do that. There's the counter offer. And so I used the mind's crappy offer, right? And figured out what was really being asked for. So we don't have to be in a fight with mind. This is about allowance. When you feel you have the, you're empowered to counter offer life, you're willing to accept the initial offering. You don't have to be so defensive. Go ahead. Tell me defensive. I suck. Defensive. Gosh, that is the word I have been trying to find this entire <laughs> recording. It's been an hour. Defensive. There it is. There it is. Ding, ding, ding. Magic seed. Defensive. (laughs) You don't have to get defensive. But you're only going to feel safe enough not to be defensive when you trust that you're not going to allow an offering. You're in control. To just come right in. It's not like, think of an offering like someone just literally, if you don't have a good boundary, it's like just someone taking food and shoving it down your throat, Mm -hmm. taking that dog food from the buffet Mm -hmm. and being like, here you go. 
And you're like, wait, I didn't even have a chance. I don't want it like my crab legs. (laughs) I want the crab legs. (laughs) So if just having that, practicing that boundary where you're allowed, you have permission to not just accept what someone else is offering. And it doesn't mean you're rejecting them. It's saying you get to play a part in this cook, this cook, like you're making a meal together. It's like, oh, you gave me raw meat. I'm not going to eat it like that. But you know what? If I cook it, I could do this or hmm, I don't eat meat, so thanks, but no thanks. Hey, how would you like if we had this? And maybe that's a good compromise, right? We're not at the mercy of what's being offered. You have to start getting used to that counteroffer and then start letting yourself know that you're willing to sit with the life's counteroffer or a person's counteroffer. They might say no to your counteroffer. That's fine. This is how negotiations happen. And some negotiations end with this is going nowhere. We can't really find a common ground. That's okay. You at least kicked the tires. You tried and you stood up for yourself and you didn't just accept someone else's perspective on you. So that's my magic seed. I have to ask you, how does it feel to do an entire podcast on your own? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. I did not participate today. I was like, hey, let's do the podcast today. Your counteroffer was, fine, I won't talk. (laughs) And I was like, okay, there you go. I accepted it. Oh, goodness. Okay. So I would love to hear from people what they feel they are stuck with Where they're getting stuck, yes. Where they feel they're not allowed to counteroffer. They like, I would love to counteroffer, but I'm at this job. And Mm because there's always a degree where you can start counteroffering. That would be nice to do another episode once we get a little feedback from this one to see where people are getting stuck or if they go silent like me or if they get defensive. I would love round fire, like round fire. Sure. Is that a thing? Sure. I'm not the one with words today. (laughs) Where it's just like rapid fire, maybe Uh round table, rapid fire. Uh There you go. Put those, pregnate that. And you get this round fire effect (laughs) where just people coming in with like, just be really nice and just being like, boom, boom, like here's the counteroffer. Here's the counteroffer. Here's the counteroffer. And again, the counteroffer isn't this like finished piece. It's not like, oh, that's it. It's just lobbing it back and giving a chance for things to move and shift. So it's not like it has to be a final answer. It's just realizing you have the agency and it's not so difficult. It is an art form for sure, but to start incorporating that into the way we live and start seeing what that looks like, what that sounds like. So yes, I would love to hear from people to start giving some feedback on what that could look like in your lives. Mm. And it starts small. It really does. It's not like you're moving mountains right away. Right. All right. You good, Karch? Beautiful. Better luck next week. (laughs) (laughs) To everyone out there, nothing but love. If you are enjoying Magic Seeds podcast, spread the love by doing a few things so others can enjoy it as well. Wherever you are listening, Spotify, iTunes, Google, just click on the plus sign. That way you can follow us and not miss an episode. If you would be so gracious to give us an outstanding rating, we'd be forever grateful. And please share an episode or two with a loved one if you think it'll help. This way we can help more people. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can PM Magic Seeds 2023 Instagram, or you can friend us on Magic Seeds Facebook group and PM us there. Thank you so, so much. Nothing but love.